This is HPR episode 1911 entitled Thoughts on GUI VCLI and the Best Distro. It is hosted by Ken Fallen and is about 15 minutes long. The summary is Thoughts on which desktop to use and which GUI to use. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi everybody, my name is Ken Fallon, and you're listening to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Today I want to deal with the the old nuggets of uh, should we use a GUI for new users or uh, how to promote Linux for the desktop or is the desktop ready for Linux? No, it's not. It's too complicated. We should have one. We should have more. We should have multiple. All the questions that you hear coming up time and time and again on Linux podcasts. Uh, since the dawn of the concept of Linux podcasts, I've been listening to this. And I myself, it's a basically, it's a journey that everybody goes through and you think about this. And as your own experience with the operating systems um, develops and your own journey, you go from, well, one can go from being highly enthusiastic to being very negative about it to being whatever. So this is basically a synopsis of my views in response to this topic coming up on um, Linux Luddites, actually. So I thought I'd record a quick show and uh, give you my musings on the topic and feel free to uh, record a show and uh, give me some feedback on your opinions of my musings. So I guess GUI or not GUI, uh, promote, yeah, you got to give GUIs to new users. Well, to be honest, I think non-techie users really don't care. And um, yeah, my wife's been using Linux for as long as we've been together. And she basically, I know she'd switch to Windows in the morning. She just doesn't care. Um, and, you know, she has other things to be worried about. Computer's stable. It's fine. Not to say that she would switch to Linux uh, to Windows in the morning, but, you know, it just doesn't, doesn't bother her. Um, for most non-techie users... Um, they've managed to operate phones, TVs and tablets as they iterate through their UI changes down through the years. And there'll be a link in the show notes to just a link of the different GUIs that there have been. Um, and, you know, if you go back and compare the GUI of Windows 3.1 to Windows 10, you know, you'll be amazed at, at basically the changes. And, and teaching anyone a GUI is is basically a bit of a waste of time. Now, especially if you think about like the moving from Symbian to Android to iOS and, you know, get on any bus, train anywhere in the world and people are glued to their phones. And you can't really tell me that those people have called up, you know, their local help person to figure it out. They've just figured it out themselves, you know, 
and they do and you know it's it's not just limited to phones it's televisions you know we've gone from um you know, press the up you know type in the numbers to press next channel back a channel tvs you know right through into dvrs where you've got recordings into set up boxes with all sorts of stuff to uh, smart tvs netflix interfaces and people seem to manage fine and you know uh, also think about the whole move paradigm shift of uh, the apples and uh, the apple ipad and then all the tablets that come along admittedly like there's been a it was kind of an obvious change when when smartphones come around that you would have a larger device but yeah again people seem to manage it absolutely fine that is everybody except tech savvy users and i can understand this issue and that is basically it comes down to you know the fear of not being the expert at what you have you're being an expert at getting printers to work by pointing and clicking here doing this doing the next thing and then suddenly you go to another operating system or whatever and you're not really the expert anymore so the answer to that of course is that you need to be more of an expert basically you need to learn more stuff and that's always hard i'll i'll kind of summarize my view on guis like this if you teach somebody to use a gui they can use that computer if you teach somebody to use the command line they can use any computer now think of the amount of guis that have changed over time this happens across the board everywhere uh, we've already mentioned um, windows it happens in mac it has happened on kde uh, it's happened on android it happens on gnome it happens on, on nokia even uh, nokia phones guis change so much so going back to our old go just go back to old episodes of um uh, ahuka's series on LibreOffice, and some of the original uh, screenshots have changed slightly if you compare the screenshots that are in some of the early episodes to what there are there now then you will see differences things have moved around um for the better probably but the issue with this is that the documentation don't, doesn't always follow and that's so documentation's not updated screenshots remain old um, people on help desk forums so if you're helping somebody and put a screenshot on a forum you've helped that person now but in actual fact later on it becomes a bit of an issue it becomes a frustrating fact for people because they will be referred to that forum post on how to print how to do an export in in um in Excel or Visio is one of the things on my uh, my own website and I've had comments that it doesn't work anymore so you need to constantly go back and maintain it because the new version has come out and things have moved around so I've edited that post three or four times as the versions of Visio has changed um, and some of my posts where I run things via the command line I still get comments now where people go yes this worked on this version of Linux this worked on this this worked on this uh, without me having to update the post simply because it's done on the command line the command line also gets over the issues of different paradigms so you have gnome kde all the different variants yes doing that via, explaining via the command line you have the lowest common denominator for to hit all different people and um you could even something like cups that you can do on the command line you can explain it to different people even on different OS's how it works 
And it's not fair to say that, oh, we should all be working this, using the one GUI. It's simply actually a ridiculous statement because people like to do things different ways. And even if they don't, um, people with incentives to sell more devices will make changes, will make things more slicker, more modern. And um, this is the reason logos change. P companies change the logos from time to time because it's considered more modern, even though the underlying operating system, the underlying things that they're doing haven't changed, they will still bring in a new, fresh UI. That's why we have new, better packaging on, you know, on your, on a loaf of bread, <laughs> you know, basically... How has a loaf of bread changed? I mean, additives and all the rest aside, but presuming, you know, the local bakers or the, uh, you know, the bread makers that you that you purchased, the loaf of bread uh, packaging changes over time, so GUIs are a bit like that. So here's the thing. So that's the bad news. GUIs change. The good news is that the command line more or less remains constant. Uh, I was reading Klaatu's book about... Um, the Unix, uh, the how-to, he found a, a Unix book from uh, 1982 and it contained commands that were still familiar today. Change directory, rename, rm, all commands that you use uh, on a daily basis. And that was for an operating system that was already 10 years old. So, you know, that was 46 years ago these commands were developed and right now, there are millions of devices out there that these commands work on, and I guess in 46 years' time they will continue to work. So if you're planning on working in the tech industry, you're really going to need to learn stuff about the command line. And the benefit of that, of course, is that you then get an understanding of how computers are working. Um, and it's an investment. Yes, it is. Absolutely, it's an investment. If you um, have questions, you know, if you think, hey, I, I need help with stuff, send us uh, in here to HPR a list of requested topics of things that you're being confused about. That's what we're here for. Well, that's what I'm here for, at least, because I think my time is better spent recording episodes helping people than, you know, just an endless chatter about whether Linux is ready for the desktop or not. The simple fact of the matter is, Linux is ready for the desktop, and I include a link in the show notes for the uh, market rate of Android phones the most successful operating system ever ever anywhere ever more devices ever than anything else it's phenomenal and that runs Linux but it's Android isn't Linux actually Android is Linux it runs a Linux kernel there you go that's what Richard Stallman was on about it's you know when we were all going oh he does whine on about GNU Linux and but GNU Linux is not Android but it is Chrome OS. And Chrome OS right now is shipping more units than in the educational market than Apple is for the first time. And I'll include a link to that article in the show notes. Apple, who has entrenched salespeople dedicated to supplying the educational market in the US. Android is selling more devices. Strange. And that's a straight-up Linux operating system running GNU tools. So, basically, my summary is, don't worry about it. Just find out what works for you. Find out what works and use it. Find out what works for your family and use it. Some people advise 
running the same operating system yourself as you intend to give to your family. Um, I would advise doing that as well, but you know, my uh, mother-in-law happily ran uh, Linux Mint for quite a long time, but then, you know, she just switched to using an iPad overnight and she's as happy as Larry because she can sit outside, read her paper, check her email, and you know, I can't argue with that. I really can't. It's uh, Yes, it's a proprietary operating system or whatever, but she gets her newspaper and all the rest of it. My um, uh, nephew recently got her an Android tablet, so maybe she'll switch to Android. But there you go. As far as if you're listening to this show, then I think you're interested in tech. And um, as far as it goes, try and learn as much as you can. And if you're learning stuff, it kind of makes sense to learn stuff that's going to be around in five years. Um, so learning the command line is is a good investment. And again, as I said, it's it's a required investment. If you if your job is focused on pointing and clicking um, interfaces without understanding what's going on underneath, you're destined for um, you know the best you can really hope for is a um, first or second line support position. Um, if you understand what's going on underneath that, you would be expected to uh, understand what is going on behind the UIs and think to yourself, well, if I'm clicking this button here, what's actually going on? Um, can I go in and see the processes that's running? Is this running a script underneath? If it's on a web page, it's definitely running some other command underneath. If it's on a Linux system, it's definitely running another command underneath. So, well, more than likely running another command underneath. So, there you go. That's pretty much my thoughts on it. Again, Linux is a journey, as we all know. I've gone myself from promoting Linux as much as I can um, to basically taking a step back and looking at the people next to me and going, that person would really benefit from knowing how to use Sedoc and Grep. And I've found quite a lot of guys, um, uh, I'm thinking specifically of certain people here, so I'm now using the term guys, although I tend to use the term guys for in a non-gender uh, fashion. Um, so you'll forgive me for that, I hope. But through the use of Sedoc and Grep, those people tend to be using servers a lot more. And now quite a lot of them are running Linux servers at home. Come in in the morning and go, hey, I was doing this, and I'm wondering how you do that. And just give them the answer. Uh, shoving it down people's faces, making them, forcing them to use it. Mm. It's always kind of a negative. It's a lot easier if people come to it themselves. Um, Raspberry Pis are an awesome way of doing that. Always have a few of them knocking around your desk. Loan them out. And uh, I have one requirement that if I loan it out, I want that device back. So that kind of means people go to the... uh, Do a little bit of research online. Find out which one's best. And, you know, they buy... uh, a Pi and they buy a case and they buy an SD card and they have a look at the hardware and they go oh this cool device and I'm going to connect it up to this and I also bought a something else that I've been wanting to do for years and suddenly they're coming in and they're learning C they're learning you know, to get into um, Arduino stuff and uh, all in all you're increasing people's knowledge slowly but surely and all this stuff I mean 
learning to program Arduino, you're they're learning to program C. So if they're looking in the source code of some stuff, it's not going to be as scary anymore. So there you go. Bit of a ramble, I must say, a bit of a ramble. But it's early. It's Sunday morning. The clocks have come back. I've woken up too early. And now it's time to get the kids out of bed. All right. Tune in tomorrow for a less rambling episode, or maybe it will be more rambling episode, of Hacker Public Radio. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.